I'ma get it, you know I be on the way. What's up and welcome to another exciting edition of the Ride the Rebellion podcast. I'm Drew Hall and with me today is the king of the South Alabama turndown, the legend of primals, primal, the only man, well, I don't know, he turned down a, recently turned down a, what is that called, berm to berm jump. Dale Boyd of Addy. Apparently, if you hire him onto your commercial, you win awards. Dale Boyd. Man, that's a, quite another fantastic intro. Um, you're getting good at this. <laughs> or bad. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. You're I'm getting just trying something. to tee, I'm just trying to tee you up so that you'll get a bunch of grip work and be like, listen, man, there's a movie. I don't know if you've ever seen. There's a movie called Bowfinger that has. I have seen Bowfinger. Yeah, yeah. You're like the Mexicans at the beginning of it. They go, he's like, get the best crew money can buy. Yeah. And he gets a bunch of like, you know, uh, Home Depot Mexicans. And then after a while, like at the end of the movie, they answer the phone like, Scorsese. And then they like work on big movies. That's you. Well, um, our last guy, our little nephew. Yeah. He left us. Yeah, he blew so, up. Uh, shout out Noah. Shout out Noah. Uh, one thing that we forgot to do that's pretty important is happy birthday, Dale. You too, Drew. Happy birthday, my yep. friend. Your podcast is now how many? Three years old? Two. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's three. No, it's two. It's just sure? two. Yeah. It feels like three. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Some of these days when we're tired, it definitely feels like three. Uh, three, yes. Two years though. That's uh impressive. Consistent. There's a lot of things that haven't lasted two years. Like most of the people that rode with us. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. We've either run them off. <laughs> or or we just got new friends no it's true um it's been a lot that's happened over that course of time lots of fun things different changes uh you know summit bike academy used to be called something else and now they're summit bike academy so we've seen those changes so it's been a good two years uh part of this episode we might talk about some of those moments i mean there's been a lot that's happened i haven't really thought about it because you're yeah. just living your life i haven't living thought about it either till just now yeah like thinking about our first few episodes in a closet with no video right like you guys we were in a closet no it was 100 percent. it's the uh, tiniest and now office. we came out of a closet <laughs> yeah right and now yeah. we're in this uh nice luxurious still wood married panel studio still married uh luxurious wood panel studio sporting all white jerseys that's right the pink is nice on it it does it gives it a nice little yeah. inclusive touch so uh if you can see dale is wearing our our inclusive touch dale is wearing our inclusive uh, exclusive and inclusive ride the rebellion uh jersey limited edition uh we talked about maybe we we think these turned out pretty well we talked about maybe purchasing some more so uh, depends you guys can take a look yeah we'll see how the um demand goes right but we are the bike industry yeah we're gonna talk about that some of that too yep. that was a circle back yeah i get it yeah. uh and then uh, I'm rocking a pro cycle jersey. Where's the, there it is, the pro cycle jersey. But this is uh, an artist that you can look behind Dale. You can't really see Wait, it. Can we get it? Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's too far. It's too I far. Maybe. Nope. You can't see it. But <laughs> but you guys may have seen it before. The door, uh, two doors in our office were painted by this gentleman named Brian Tan, I believe is his last name. Anyway, uh, you can follow him on Instagram. He made this custom jersey. Like he's a local guy that just does these crazy things. And he made this custom jersey for ProCycle. I love his work. Obviously, I paid him to paint two of my doors that way. The fact that they have a jersey just makes me even more happy. So I'm rocking the ProCycle jersey. If you want to get it, head over to ProCycle, who's also one of our sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, Toby was just in town not too long ago. And I, I saw that uh, it looked like they had a good time. Did you get a, a little after action report from that event? 
No, because Toby and I were just talking about food. I mean, he must have been hungry. No, I was getting food advice. So not only can you go to uh, Summit Bike Academy. Oh, you're doing some training. No, you could go to Summit Bike Academy and get some bike skills. Yeah. Or if you're in Hammond, Louisiana, he can give you some burger choices. That's right. That's right. You did hit up <laughs> that burger. Was, that's right. Yeah, I was in Hammond. We were going opposite directions. So yeah. He hooked me up with some out. good places. Which makes me wonder why Toby and Dale can't be in the same place at the same time. Hmm. Hmm? Curious. <laughs> I wish we could. That'd be a lot better. Yeah. I like hanging out with Toby. Yeah, Tobes is fun. He's a good good dude. Coming He's soon. What's coming soon? Hanging out with Toby. When? Me and you. When? Oh, yeah, we have a job. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Hey, March 11, no, 12, no, no, no. and 13. Um, <clears throat> we're doing a, we're lucky to do a video. We got a, a nice bike video we get to go do with Toby for a project. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. So we're so mixing work with pleasure. That's, and pleasure dude, that's with the work. dream stuff. That's good. Right? Yeah, you, you get to ride your bike us. and get paid for it. Right. Shout out to that stuff. Uh, wait, that makes me a professional mountain biker? Yeah, it does. Ah, oh, yes, finally. Yeah, you're there. My you're wife. <laughs> can shut her mouth <laughs> pro level dale has done it um yeah so shout out to summit bike academy obviously they've been with us since almost day one um so has though this this guy aaron and the and the team over at run and try and they have a run this weekend so this is dating the podcast mildly mm-hmm. but there's a run this weekend and is it in support of victor is it yes like yeah, yeah. And aaron's one of the premier sponsors of it sweet mm-hmm. yeah he'll, he'll be out there with a tent set up it's at the mobile cycling classic 5k it's the first the first one uh, Victor died in a car accident, tragically, right. on his way to run this race. Brutal. Well, not this race, but at the location of this race. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was literally on his way. That oh. road that you're pulling on is the Victor Birch Memorial Highway now. They wow, good for them. So uh, the race is like near and dear to a lot of our heart, runners' hearts, so it'll be fun. Yeah, that's cool. And some people set stupid goals and maybe die. Yeah, Dale Boyd, uh, stupid goal management. Uh, so that race is happening this weekend, but Run and Try is the premier sponsor. They've been with us since pretty much day one. Uh, grateful to have them. If you haven't been over there to get fit, it's worth it to go get your proper shoes. It, just in life in general, um, they do, I mean, they carry running shoes, but they do have some stuff like I have bought all-terrain type stuff from there that I use on set because uh, I need a little more grip than a running shoe might have. And so we do that. And then we've talked about it before, nutrition's in there. And there's a lot you can get. And some kind of socks that Dale likes a lot that we talked about last week. Features. Features socks. F-E-E-T-Tures. Oh, that's, that's clever. clever. Very clever, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Manowar Tattoo, as always. Very grateful to have Manowar. They've been with us for a while, too, and, and we obviously are very grateful to have Kevin in our lives. I have yet to get the tattoo that I would like because I'm going to have to uh, bribe my wife. But Dale did get a tattoo, and we don't show it because it's not necessarily indicative of Kevin's work, as we've said before. <laughs> it's like a baby baby age work it's it's one step away from a prison tattoo <laughs> yeah really it is <laughs> but done professionally but done professionally um so it's with purpose and then uh our newest sponsor that's still with us uh, like pro cycles one of our teammates we love pro cycle so we we can say a new kind pivot of a, dealer and pro a new pivot. yep pro cycle has pivots so you can get this jersey you can go look at pivots they're just good people, and they're one of the few bike shops in the area where you can just literally go hang out. I mm-hmm. think they don't even care if you just if you just literally loitered, they would encourage it. That's right. Yeah, uh, just bring beer. Yeah, especially like if if uh, if JoJo's there. Oh yeah, he yeah. lives there. I think. Yeah, probably so. Uh, but more importantly, we have Build Tune Ride. Um, again, Dale. I'm gonna let Dale talk about this a little bit because he was able to ride at the stockyards. I'll let him talk about that experience. 
seeing the store for the first time, technically mm -hmm. speaking. We'll talk about that here in a second. But I did want to at least say, you know, uh, Bill Tune Ryan's one of our newest sponsors. They've uh, been very helpful, very supportive. Uh, they're wonderful human beings, and we've talked about it before. Uh, Jody is a brilliant mechanic on top of it. So not only if you're looking for a new bike and you're thinking about an intense, uh, talk to talk to Jody about it, but also if you need shock repair or anything else, that dude rebuilds shocks like a monster. So just consider uh, Build Tune Ride for all of your Build Tune riding needs. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's how it works out. So uh, with that said, I you did get to go ride up there. So you've gotten to ride at the uh, super secretive, not so secretive, but secretive stockyard is that what it's called yes sir yeah what's that i mean what is that what was the vibe like from first impressions like what's that whole thing oh wow so i actually forgot we haven't had a podcast since then but that's right. um that's my job yeah we that is we jumped in uh took off went up there it was actually a double secret planning trip but everything we do is secret for some reason but anyway um we get up there and i was had no idea what to expect and like just the same with they come here they didn't know what to expect right, right. could be just a bunch of turds in the woods a bunch of jank yeah that's what it was and that's what it no, was. no so up there though they have a real hill um a real mountain if you will right uh, for middle of alabama right but we were out in the middle of nowhere and we pull up and he he hosts aca teams there so they could practice but when we pull up there's tons of people everywhere riding and i was like oh man the vibe was really cool and he was like hey see that tent all the way up on top of the hill that's y'all so have fun and i'm like oh so we go up there and it's like secluded it's dope like it's on top of the hill you can see over everything it's heated with well if you put wood in the fire <laughs> jake and pat yes but um and me i slept through it too so uh but we, then we we hurried because we were like oh we got a ride like everything's going on we wanted to feel it all and see what it all was like and we hurried up and got our bikes ready and scooted down and we jumped into a shop when we got down there just to check it out and it's like I now understand what it's like to have somebody that's got the knowledge to build a bike and also cares about the yeah, bike. Right. Like you could just, when you go into a shop and it's not a grand shop, there's not a bunch of like glitz and glamor in there, you know, like some shops you go into and it's like, all right, where's the shit I actually want. Yeah. That's what's there. Right. Like it's built for mountain bikers that are riding hardcore mountain bike shit. Right. And that's it. So we go in and it's like, you feel like he cares about what he's doing. He's got, it's cozy and nice and all of the things are, are there ready for you, for him to take care of anything that might happen on his trails or on anywhere, I guess, you know? So that was, that was cool. The vibe of the shop itself was really cool. Yeah. And right outside of the shop, straight behind it is a jump line. So everybody's just hanging out on the jump line Sick. and you could come right back and, you know, you're hanging out there. There's a, a little pump track off to uh, across a little Creek on the other side. There's XC trails and it's just all kind of there. And it's really cool. I thought the vibe was really, really rad. It's kind of interesting. Cause like, based on what you guys said, it sounds like it's like a destination. Cause obviously it's, there's not much around it except for some no, questionable meats, there. Mexican yeah. restaurant, which is great. Yeah. Their food was great. But the idea is like you're going there, it's almost retreatish. You're going there to ride or train. tune up a bike or train or whatever. And so he's built like a, yeah, what do they call it? A combine. It's like a combine. Yeah, really he's he kind of built, uh, I think even his Instagram is says like mountain bike training complex. Right. And that's what it is. Like right. there's different trails based on what your skill you're trying to do. And it's kind of what we're doing. So the vibe is so perfect because obviously we don't have the hills and rocks and different types of land that we have sand. So it's different, but um 
over there it was like, man, if I just wanted to practice this skill, cool, you got it. If I right. want to practice this skill, awesome, it's there. So it's like he's got skinnies and rock skinnies and just everything you want to do is there. And I think it's really cool that uh, we've actually planned an event up there. So Yeah, that's good. Well, when are we talking about that? We can talk about it now. Oh, you can? Well, I mean, I made an Instagram. Exclusive. <laughs> well, so just put it on your calendars. Uh, there's an event we're going to have up there. We are hosting with to, with uh, Jody. Uh, we're going to have all some of the old same faces from the podcast there. Uh, Jody wanted to do something that has no agenda. So there's no, and Eric uh, Hagen with Hagen, Hagen with Hagen. We'll be Hagen with Hagen. Hagen with Hagen. Uh, Eric Hagen also. So it was Eric and Jody and I discussed, we want to do something that has no agenda. So there's no Emba chapters there. There's nobody there that's like trying to push something on somebody. There's nobody there that's like, hey, we need to do this for this right. trail or that for that trail. Or, hey, buy my shirt. Except for us. Yeah. We'll be buy there. our shirts. Buy our shirts. Yeah. But we'll be there. It's just like a festival like atmosphere, you know, like let's just have a weekend where we can just go hang out, ride bikes and just be people. Right. Like, I don't know. It's sometimes we get caught up in the, the paying for your entry fee and paying for this and paying for that and paying for this and showing up to do this race and that race and training for this and training for that. And it's like, there's more people out there that don't want to race. Right. So let's have an event for those people. And then maybe if we do well enough, we can give back to the community of people that can't otherwise afford it. Or, you know, like, Hey, we've made enough money here. Like let's buy some bikes for some ACA kids. Right. Or like, let's do something for other people. Um, because for, we want people to share our fun. So right. like, let's do it through an event that like that. The thing that I thought was interesting when you, when you, uh, told me about it, like your, your debrief, as we always have when we go out of town and stuff, mm -hmm. it's just this idea that it's like a, it's all, it's, it, yes, it's a mountain bike festival, but it's really a mountain bike community festival. And That's it's right. about community and culture more so than anything else, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, did you guys, are you releasing the name on it? Cause that's part of the Instagram. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. The, the name is funny because this could be your ticket in. So it is a private event, right? But if you don't say the name right, you're going to be, you didn't, you didn't get invited. Right. <laughs> right. So it's called the Jack Grundy Jubilee. Jack Grundy. Yeah. So it's apparently a creature that lives in the woods up there. Yeah. This sounds like a bunch of horse shit. I, we Googled it. I yeah. mean, it is, they, apparently it is, but the whole weekend we were there, they kept calling it. They were like the Jack Grundy Jubilee. And I was like, Jack Grundy, what the hell is a Jack Grundy? Right. So of course we're like camping. I'm like, Jack Rundy, it sounds like Jack Russell. Like, is there a Jack, Jack Russell's just hanging out in the woods? <laughs> right, right. Well, then I go to like do it. Well, it's Jaguar Undy. It's not Jack Grundy. It's like, Jag Undy. Yeah. Got it. Jaguar, dra Jag Rundy. Yeah. And I'm like, I say, so if you say the actual name, yeah. you're wrong. It's right. Jack Undy. Jack Undy. Right. <laughs> Jack Rundy. Yeah. Jack Rundy. I don't know. It's not, anyways. That's going to be, it's a uh, September, it's in September 20th and 21st. So Got put it. it on your calendars, everyone. Is that Block Saturday, Sunday, or what is it's it? It's a Friday, Saturday. Friday, Somewhere, Saturday, like Sunday, drive. Drive. Yeah, so, same thing we did. Uh, one of the main things uh, Eric is adamant about doing, and I'm not against, I think it's a great idea, and I love it, is the Friday night night ride. Oh, yeah. Um, that is the whole vibe of a night ride when you have all the people in one place doing one thing and just laughing is amazing. Yep. Um, yep. And, and Jody has some ideas to hook up some lights for the trails, for the jumps and, and, you know, like do some other things with food and things like that. So that's awesome. Um, shout out, bring it out. 
let's do it yeah we'll, and we'll keep good. you guys updated and follow the instagram page if you're on instagram uh, and that is what jaguar undie jaguar undie well that's how it's spelled yeah uh jack grundy jubilee got it so you guys can check that out follow the instagram because that's like the ticket in basically basically yeah, yeah. To, for God, all the information blow this mother trucker out and it's just jam-packed that'd be amazing i know we said i think eric might have said there could be like 30 or 300 yeah we don't know yeah it, either way know, it's pretty it's fun. gonna be pretty sweet yeah, it's gonna yeah. be good times uh we talked about recording doing all kinds of fun stuff i think it'd be interesting to do like we've tried live interviews. recording though i feel like it kind of ruins the vibe a little bit it does it'd but be I cool think if, if we, we took them in a little room that's what i'm saying one v one yeah we take them to that That'd be the, cool. the tent up there and the, we'll the just tent do, yeah, come we'll into the tent come into the yeah <laughs> it's the, the sweat the sweat lodge <laughs> yeah okay sweat lodge we'll go with that <laughs> um yeah so th that's super exciting that's something we wanted to drop that's that's uh that's coming up you've got time to plan although you don't really need to that's the joy of that festival um and that's sort of the jank fest of this year if you will we may do yeah, jank we're fest still too, doing but... jank fest so that was the other thing we talked about is like yeah. jank fest is ours yeah um even those guys agreed like yeah. it's the ogs we'll kind of keep it the ogs um yeah. and keep it that way there we go uh, one of the things, if you guys have not uh, uh, heard about it, there's a really interesting uh, podcast aside from this one. So obviously finish this episode before you run away. Uh, it's um, what is the name of the overnight success is the name of the show, but it's on what's the name of their I forget something collective escape, escape collective escape collective and it's escape collective. Uh, the gentleman who uh, who produced that podcast is also the co-founder of escape collective his name is wade wallace wade's a really good interviewer the thing that we're excited about if you have not heard this it is basically about the bike industry and i don't want to talk too much on it because next episode wade wallace will be joining us from our first international guest in history all the way from australia and he'll actually be in the future so it'll be yeah. we're recording at 4 p.m on a Thursday and it'll be 9 a.m. on a Friday. So he can tell us what happens on Friday. Maybe you guys can make a little extra crypto money if you're in the Dogecoin or not. But anyway, Wade will be joining us to talk about it and go over it. So if you have questions prepped, we would love questions. So listen to the show. You got about three weeks. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. You got about a week yeah. from this, this dropping. I yeah. need it by Wednesday if you got questions. So scramble through. It is an easy listen because it's so damn good. It's great. The podcast is so good. Four separate episodes. I listen to it in one day. Yeah. Easily. Like it's if you are listening to this, then you care about mountain biking. Yeah. And this would explain a lot of what's happened over the last three years as a consumer. Yeah. And, or for and you as a consumer. A little bit of it is depressing oh, because so when so you go depressing. through it, it's depressing for bike shop owners. It's depressing as a consumer especially somebody of a dead brand that was murdered mm -hmm. by it, who way overpaid for his bike. I think, I think there's a lot of us that may have uh, bought bikes during the pandemic that I look back on now and I'm like, damn, mm -hmm. like I way overpaid, like way over. And then there's some interesting stuff uh, that I don't want to spoil until you listen to it. Cause we can talk to him about it, but it literally there's a, there's a bit in there about Shimano that explains everything yeah. as to why the lag was there. It's really fascinating listen to those four episodes, come up with some questions and we'll ask Wade, you know, whatever the best questions are that we can come up with. I almost want to call him Wade Wilson, which is a Deadpool. And, well, and then you're doing that. And the whole time when I was listening, <clears throat> I kept thinking of William Wallace from oh, Braveheart. Yeah. Right. Right. So I was like, freedom. Yeah. Yeah. But he's Australian. So well, he's not, he's I was Canadian. Say, yeah. He's Canadian. He's, he's Canadian that lives in Australia. Every once in a while, the, his Canadian accent kicks in. Yeah. And then every once in a while he said some words that he sounds like an Aussie. Mm. And it was a very interesting, I'm curious to see how it goes in an interview where he's a little more relaxed, hopefully. 
and not as formal. Yeah, because he was doing a he's doing a real service for the mountain bike industry in his podcast. Like our podcasts are just dudes smacking each other around, but right. his podcast was actually providing valuable information. The crazy thing about what they do is their their entire um, their entire channel or everything that they produce is completely crowdfunded. It is a hundred percent funded by the the members of of this what do we say it was escape what escape collective escape collective thank you i kept saying escape ordinary uh it all funded by escape collective so like you sign up for it and you get a bunch of news and reading if you're really into mountain biking um yeah their blog is he writes a nice blog oh it's legit he's a real journalist it kind of reminds me of what single tracks was years ago Mm -hmm. um when they first started out because even when we were talking with him it was like they were very much on the journalistic side of things and Mm -hmm. they're just getting and now they they're more review and he said it on our show but they're more review driven but this is not this is straight journalism right. they have no product sponsorship they do not take any they're they're 100 built on the idea that they're they will have non-biased reporting it's rare that you get that in journalism in general oh, much yeah. less in the bike industry which is one of the things i wanted to talk about today that inspired me and in thinking about stuff especially because whether you like it or not you work in the marketing industry now not necessarily as much as me but you do to some extent how much of it, like listening to that and thinking about it, how many of our decisions financially do you feel like you've made from biking, not based on what someone else near you has done, but that you've gone like you've heard something or you've been served an ad or you've been beaten to your head enough or you watched even UCI downhill stuff and you're like, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. zinging you on you for common cell. Right. Yeah. We had we talked about that last week. If you don't understand why that yeah. brand. But like, how much of that do you feel like you're influenced by whether you like it or not? Like if you really break it down and go with it, how much do you feel like is on that side of it? Oh, dude, I'm like, I spend all my time, not all my time, but time on social media and I'm scrolling. And you know what I see is like when a brand drops their favorite bike that one of their customers sent in, right? Like, so if I build a new common cell and make it badass and I send it to common cell, and they post it on their social media and I get to see how somebody else did something with a bike that I like. Right. And so the, I'm, in, I'm more, that's not them marketing to me, but it's like, Oh, I get to see how somebody else did with their style and that same bike that I had. But then do you ever find yourself looking at the parts that they use? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my handlebars and stem now are because I saw somebody else had right. build one with, and I was like, Oh dude, that's rad. And so I did it and I did, I did it differently. They used a couple different parts, but, I got the idea from something like that. It's the same way. I mean, I, uh, my new bike, the Ibis has got, um, mostly P and W like mm-hmm. everything, ex- you know, like pretty much stem yeah. the whole cockpits, P and W minus the, the, the shifting and stuff, but all the, all the aesthetic pieces are P and dubs and even my pedals. And, you know, I'm a big fan, but I had, I had bought a set of pedals a long time ago because they, for the, my e-bike, cause it, I was doing the captain America joke. Yeah. 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 And so I had red, they were the only ones that made the bright red that I wanted that looked like Captain America. And, and then they had silver pedals mm-hmm. and it was hard to come by them. And now I'm like, I'm a fan of that stuff, but I still, they send me ads and I still look at them because right. it's not because I'm a brand loyalist. It's just because I've bought enough of their stuff. I'm like, Oh, I'm invested. I like mm-hmm. their content and what they do. And I've listened to an interview with the guy and I enjoyed the interview. I just think it's interesting. A lot of times when we go out and ride, there's a, there's a, there's a danger in marketing. Sometimes they tease this up a little bit in, in talking about it on the, on the series, but there's a little bit of, of sometimes where marketing might push somebody not to do something they shouldn't do. I'm not here to talk about what your risk 
scenario is. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's some people that may get out of it because they would look at things and go, I'm just never going to be that good. I'm never going to get to that point because so much of the content is the absolute cherry picked. Mm -hmm. That's what I do for a living. That's what you help do for a living. Mm -hmm. We cherry pick the absolute best shot. You're not seeing the four and a half hours it took to set up one right. shot. You're only seeing the cherry pick. And I think it's kind of weird sometimes in an industry that's really came from a grassroots world how mm -hmm. fucking fake this shit is like it is absolutely mind-blowing that actually just made me think about it because none of the riders in any ad are average right and we are above average problem i would say but none of them are even at, down to our level right. like they're all so good because they're getting paid by the organization to right. ride for them but it's the same with golf though yeah. like most average golfers are not that good that's right but everybody on a video is hitting straight balls. Right. And so it's like, uh, I think that we get tricked. It's the society, dude. Like, I mean, there's a perfect example and that's what you're striving to be. Right. But I think what we're trying to do from this podcast, from a community standpoint is like, break that norm. Like right. we don't care. Like if you suck, right. Like we're going to make fun of you. Yeah. But we're going to be there with you when right, you suck. Right, right. You know, like we're, we're going to make fun of anything. We make fun of each other all the right. time. And like we talk each other and like, how good did it feel when you did the double? Right. right like right, sure. that's a great feeling when you accomplish something that otherwise you didn't. And I don't think, I think that the manufacturers or, or companies of every industry are, are losing this side of this. They're losing sight of like the happiness, not from buying your product, the happiness of achieving something on your product or with your product. hundred percent. That's where it got me thinking, listening to that and thinking about like the marketing specifically to the bike industry and what I see my feed with the exception of that guy that now is endorsed by specialized, really oh, the, funny. Yeah, the chubby guy. Yeah. yeah normal mountain biker, normal mountain biker. That dude was a prime example. He put out content where you look at him like, look right. at this fat ass. And then the dude crushes yeah, it. But he's you're a like, good rider. Too. He's a great rider, yeah. but he also made, he, it's like, well, wait a second. That guy's big enough. He has a lot of physical hurdles to get over based on mm -hmm. his height and his weight, right? Just his genetics. Right. Wouldn't you wouldn't. Th and then he shreds. Mm -hmm. So it's to say, like, for me to look at that, that's a better example of me being like, oh, man, I can push myself a little bit more versus watching Bernard Kerr. And I love Bernard. Right. But now you have Bernard Kerr, who's just laying the bike flat in a whip. That's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Right. Or they're hitting these 60 footers. And then people are comparing that. The only so, thing is, though, what you get from that, and the same with golf again, if I can see a professional doing it with the same equipment right. that I can purchase, I know the capability isn't the bike. Right. The capability is my own. But that's if you if you think through that process. Right. But what Nobody I'm saying does. is how they many people it. think right. through the process and just... Well, this sport's intimidating it, as hell, right? Right. That's it's intimidating going, yeah. to show up. Right. It's intimidating to ride. It's right. intimidating to hit the trail you couldn't do before. Yeah. Um, so you want something you're comfortable with doing it. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said before, you have to, brands have to understand that, like, if I accomplish something, it's not because I have title handlebars. Yep. It's because I got the balls to do it. Yeah. Or the ability to do it. Right. With title handlebars. Right. <laughs> not right. because of. Right. But that's what brands don't understand. It's like, how often do you market? Even in marketing, it, it's like, you can only do this with this brand or you can right. be better with this brand. It's like. No. It goes back to the old days of uh, of the the tennis shoe when basketball blew up, mm -hmm. and uh, there's that there's that great documentary. What was that shoe company that was the one that was? They're not they're not a major shoe. They're gone now. Converse. No, no, no. They were the basketball shoes that like they got into street basketball. And one, and one. Mm -hmm. Right. If you guys have never seen that documentary, it's worth watching. One. I think it's on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's worth watching. Or who maybe? 
I think it's Netflix because it's the yeah, same yeah, one yeah. that did like the Logan Paul. Oh yeah, they do the, the not Logan Paul, what? the other Paul brother. The, yeah, I forget what it is the sports yeah, documentary. They're, they're great so documentaries. Good. They're yeah. so good. But and one's a prime example. They made a shoe that was pretty much straight up, mm -hmm. right? They didn't have, but their marketing was literally street marketing. They went yeah. to the street and they and it blew up because they had all these guys initially prior just internet. Street by the way, yeah, this is pre -internet. pre internet. Yeah, for sure. But then I think about when I was a kid the Reebok pumps came out mm -hmm. and how many of us had those pumps? I mean, what a gimmick, right? Right. But the idea was if you pumped your shoe up tighter, you'd mm -hmm. be able to jump a little bit better. Right. Now I, I sucked at basketball. Yeah, I, boy. Did, I didn't wear them to play in. I don't think anybody that I actually know that played basketball wore curious. them to play in. What about Jordan's? Anybody oh wear? yeah. But Jordan's honestly, Jordan's are heavy. So like, right. So they shoes, weren't really practical for basketball. No, not unless you're six, six, two eighty, like Jordan. Right. Right. I mean, we're not that big. Right. Well, he's probably like 250, but um, yeah, we're all smaller than him. So, but that's back to the prime example of right. great marketing. Right. And so I think about it in the mountain bike side and, and then it got me thinking like, well, what's the problem with the industry that we face? Well, the issue is, is that, and again, talked a little bit about in the series, but they're not changing. Uh -uh. So they're still using systems. So here's a great example of this from a music perspective. I think most of our demographic was around and understands what Napster is. If you don't ask your parents, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, that is where we're at. And if but you if still you, have a Napster login, please hit me up. I'll take some free music. Yeah, or LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, LimeWire. But back in the day, right? So when we were growing up, we would, a, a CD release would come out. Mm -hmm. So I remember, for example, Battle for Los Angeles, Rage Against the Machine. I think it was their second record. And I remember waiting in line to go to a blockbuster music at midnight to, to get the album so I could listen to it first immediately, mm -hmm. right? And then about a year, two years, whatever it was later, that's when Napster and LimeWire and all this stuff really started cranking up. You, someone would rip it and it was free, mm -hmm. right? So the entire music industry was forced to change. Physical media at that point went, entered into a whole new landscape. The concept of music is still relevant. Right. But the idea of a physical media was no longer relevant and the industry did not change well. Mm -mm. In fact, that's why Napster and everything performed so well is because they're like, hey, we're going to break the break the bolt because there was a hole in the industry that no one filled. They had been the same since the 50s right. and they had not changed. And here we are 40 years later. I think we're seeing the same thing that happened after the bike boom. Here we are now. Consumers have a choice to make and mm -hmm. consumers are like, I'm not paying for that anymore. Right. I'm not I'm not knocking them. But like Kona for a prime example, Kona's not updated the frames in a long time, mm. right? Because of that, their interest in Kona is very low. So if the interest isn't there, the marketing's not there, the the rider mechanics aren't there, no one's necessarily pursuing it as regular. Right. And I like Kona bikes. I've ridden one and I enjoyed it. But that's one of those brands that's taken a hit from it. Uh, Marin is is dealing with some of that stuff too. If you look, there's a lot of bikes from them right now that are 50% off. Yeah. 50%. That means that those companies are on their last leg. That means they're hurting because yeah. it's an inventory thing because they didn't change the system. And so much of it was built on this old model of, of doing that. So the reality, oh, sorry. So the reality <laughs> of it is the reality of it is we, I'm just looking at it from the industry side. I mean, I wonder looking now, like I bought a bike that was inflated. I think it was arguably two X. So the price I paid for that bike was 6,500 bucks. It's probably really worth, it was probably worth four but it's probably worth four, but there was an inflation on it because of all the parts and all the demand mm -hmm. and all these bits. And a lot of us went through that. That can't happen anymore because now we're all wise to it. So then there's this whole idea that the bike industry is blowing up. You and I know that is not the truth. If you're on the ground, if you're mm -hmm. really into this, the bike industry is not blowing up anymore. It's, it's fallen off in my yeah. opinion.
And I don't think, I think it's partially because, and after listening to Wade's podcast yeah, and the whole series of it, the bike industry, the companies are so detached from what's really going on on the ground. Yep. They have no clue. Yep. And it's because they're so above, hovering above. It'd be like if your parents just hovered above you. And Helicopter like, parents. Yeah, yeah. And they just kept giving you what you need to survive. Yep. yep. But they never checked on you. Right. Like, hey, we need to swoop in here and be like, what are they really doing with all this yep. shit that we're pumping out? But arguably some brands are. And that's yeah. where even some big ones. I, mm-hmm. I know that uh, after our last episode, some people talked about the Fox. I t- talked about my yeah. experience with Fox. I had other people tell me they did not have a great experience right. with Fox. Fine. My experience of Fox is great. Mine too. My experience with uh, Industry 9 is great. But those are small. We talked about Cane Creek. Yeah. Those are small boutique brands that maybe still are a little bit more in touch because they are paying a little more mm-hmm. attention. Fox obviously has a big reach, but they're also on the ground. Common Cell is another great example. Yeah. That company seems Dude. to have their finger on the pulse of riders. Right. Both pushing you to buy their bigger product mm-hmm. to be a downhill style and not because then they came out. What was their sick ass low travel? Oh, bike? it's a tempo. The tempo, dude, that bike's wicked. It is sick. That's them paying attention. Mm -hmm. That was them stepping in and paying attention to that. So I don't know how it sold, but that's them paying attention. Oh, it sold well. The only problem is the headset's stupid, but that's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, So speaking of Common Cell, this week I have been talking to my fella again uh, more. And he was like, dude, seriously – I don't know when it'll be here. I ordered the bike, but I don't know when it'll be here. It hasn't come out yet. I'll keep you in touch. He's like, don't, if he goes, feel free to email me whenever you want. I'll give you updates. Right. I was like, cool. I mean, it's just the customer service throughout the whole process. And like, I can show you my email thread. It's like 15 emails back and right. forth with this guy. And he never got annoyed. Always answered the question. Maybe even gave me a little more information that I didn't ask for. Maybe trying to get me to shut up, but still it's a, it's a big purchase. It's a big decision. You know, like, he obviously saw that I was passionate about the sport. He connected with it and was right. like, look, I'm going to help this dude out. Whether yep. it's he's doing it to 15 people or not, it doesn't matter. Like sometimes we go into bike shops and it's not the, it's not what happens. Right. right? I have always said, and, and through that podcast, I learned that the bike shops, our hands are tied by the manufacturers. Dude, my, my sympathy for bike shop know, owners is, is way different. It's like- also both sides like yeah, i yeah. feel the sympathy of it but i also sometimes i don't think bike shop owners understand that their competition isn't other bike shops their competition isn't other and and joseph and katie at ProCycle get this their competition is be freaking nice to the people that come in yep. and treat them like they're the only customer you're going to have all day yep because because of covid they weren't the only customer you had all day right but now you might not have a ton of customers so treat me differently that I can't, don't get on the internet because that's what I'm paying you more for than what I can order. Yep. And like, I'll never go in a bike shop and be like, oh, I can order that cheaper. Yeah. Like, because I can, Yeah. I don't need to tell you that. Yep. You know that yep. your hands are tied by the manufacturers, which we saw and are seeing. Yep. Um, so like, I do have sympathy for, and I understand like the bike industry, you're not making a ton of money owning a bike shop. No, it was interesting to have them say, like, there's a a piece of it where they talk about the um, service. And it's like, everyone's always said that to us. Live on service. Live on service. And it's like, that's not true either. That's not true either. I think the reality of it is, if you're a business and you're interfacing with other human beings, you need to consider that your real product you're selling is that relationship between you and that human being. Yeah. That's it's hundred percent. It. And everybody gets stuck on the brand being, and we, I deal with it with client. The brand is, uh, what you're carrying. No, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
Jody is not in, is not just selling intents. I would go to Jody because I like Jody, right? And if yep. he can convince me that an intense bike is really going to fit my needs and I like the ride, great, so be it. He got a sale out of it. Mm -hmm. But I would keep going back to him no matter what because I know that he cares. Right. And the relationship he's always had with us has been straightforward and honest. Same thing. Mm -hmm. That's where the industry has to change on the local side. But if they took that same idea and applied it on the big level and started paying a little more attention to the ground, there's not just us that are in this sort of overlook, right? No. We get it. I understand that the primary low-hanging fruit markets are Colorado, are oh, yeah. um, uh, Pix Pis Pisca, Pisca. I almost said Pixa, Pisca. Um, they're arguably maybe even a little bit into BC Tennessee now, and, and BC obviously being the big yeah. ones, and Bentonville. I get it; those markets are there, but a lot of those people travel in, mm -hmm. have the experience, and leave. Wouldn't you want the lifetime value of that client to their customer to be more than just a weekend? Yeah, more than just a week. Well, that's because guess what? Those customers become they become. $800 bike purchasers to 2,500 right. to 3,500 to 5,000. Right. You have to try to make them feel like we said, it's intimidating. Yep. It is intimidating to go into a bike shop. I'm intimidated. I went to a bike shop. I'll never say the name of, and we have a podcast yeah. about mountain biking. And I was treated like I've I'm on training wheels. Like I've never yep. even seen a bike in my life. And when I said I'm from mobile, they just like rolled their eyes. Like, Oh, you're not a mountain biker. Right. Like, excuse me yep like that that attitude like i don't want anybody to roll a red carpet out i don't care yep. and they don't know i have a podcast or we have a podcast they have no idea but they don't know that it's right. the same thing like treat me like i'm the best mountain biker that's ever walked through the door because you don't know right like, no 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 you, i i came so back from chattanooga and i went into suck creek cycle i will praise them for yeah, forever right I remember you told me and i came in and first thing i walked in there's a dude there had on like a dressed like the regular so like hey man what's going on i was like not too much just you know just looking around he's like right. do you want a beer first thing out of his mouth was next to hey man what's going on do yeah. you want a beer he immediately identified like come hang out mm -hmm. this is how and I mean, I would have bought a bike from him had they carried what I wanted. They right. just didn't happen to have. At that point, I was obsessed with getting this Trek bike. Trek was great too, but and I because I knew the guy. Right. But if I didn't, I would have been. I'm, they see they're they're a high traffic store. Suck Creek right. cycles out way off in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you got like Jody. You're you're yeah. going to it for a destination. I went to a place in Arizona, and they were the biggest asshats I'd ever met. I'm like, hey, I'm from out of town. I'm riding tomorrow. I just need to get some glasses. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, I wanted to pick up some glasses. I wanted to pick up just a water bottle. I like to buy, if I go yeah, out of town, I buy a water bottle. To do, yeah. Right. So I now have shop. like a nice little moment. Mm -hmm. And they were such asshats about it that eventually I wore the guy down because of determination. And then he warmed up and he started telling me where to go ride. But in the beginning, they were just snobbing me out because yeah, I didn't. I hate that shit. It was stupid as shit. Yeah. Why? Right. Especially now, because no. I could have dropped your name on to, to all 10 listeners. <laughs> you could have had a helicopter, bitch. Now what? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's not the bike industry. It's every industry. Customer service yeah, is sure. lost. Like, we went to McDonald's the other day when we were traveling, and my wife was like, we order from the kiosk. The girls just sets our food up there. No one said a word to us, and I had to ask for something, and it was like the end of the world. Right. And I know it's McDonald's. It is what it is. But still, it's that's what's the microcosm of because of the internet. <laughs> like, yeah. The, and so, and, and COVID, like during COVID, no one had to talk to each other. Right. It's detached. So, We're detached. And I think that we have to go back to the old school way. I mean, yep. thinking like we have to go back to saying, hey, who are our customers? Why are they our customers? How can we maintain them as customers and how can we make them be a, a tier up customer? Right. And I think that marketing is losing that. They're just thinking, how can we get more likes on our video? 
How can we get more people seeing it? They're just looking at the numbers and not looking at reality. Right. Like you can post something on Instagram and put a sexy girl on a bike and you're going to have a million views Yeah. and sell nothing. Yep. So what's the point? Wouldn't you rather like sell something like put a couple of dudes that have a podcast that are kind of chubby that think they're good at mountain biking that 99% of the people will can relate to. Yep. And then buy something because, uh, Hey, totally with you. if these guys are riding it, how much stuff, and I love our friends, but how much stuff have our friends bought because we've picked it up right. or like we've been willing to go buy it and then talk about it. Yeah. Um, other people talk about it. They message us like, Hey, what do you ride? And what do you care? Well, what do so, you use? So the thing about it goes back to the influencer type mentality and like right. that influencer shit is so fake. No, it's, it's so, so far from true. So and I'll fake. tell you, uh, TikTok is the, so I, we did a video. We worked on this video for free for this young lady we met. She's she was eight months old. She got burned head to toe, ninety percent of her body. It's brutal, mm -hmm. and so she is she is scarred and she's gone through forty surgeries. She's now eight years old. She put out a book. That's how she called us. Her mom called us asking if we could make a video about the book. We met them. We're like, we're not charging you for this. We'll do it for free. I go and put it on TikTok, and I have a couple of friends that are influencers. I ask them to just help share it. They won't do it. Why? Because it doesn't fit their agenda on that side. Here's this little girl that literally needs help and you preach all yep. this helpful shit and you're not willing to do it. It's the same thing because the influencing thing isn't real. Right. They're just satisfying whatever metric they need. It's not mm -hmm. a real thing. But when you find normal mountain biker was a real influencer, right. the guy was out there. Yeah. Those though, that's why specialized picked them up because mm -hmm. they identified very quickly like, Oh wait, this guy's hitting a whole different market. It's right. funny. And he's telling the truth right. the entire time. Even and through it's really surprising to me that specialized did it. I know. That's the bigger surprise. Yeah, like I, no knock on specialized as a company because their stuff is quality. Yeah. Like their bikes are amazing. Yep. Their stuff is good. It's, they have the best R and D departments because they have the most money. That's right. And it's like, <laughs> once you get to that level, they know what they're doing, but they also don't care about bike shops. That's right. So <laughs> it's like, it damn. is, it's, that's what I'm saying. There could be something. So, I, I, I was approaching it from what's the biggest problem in mountain biking. The biggest problem in mountain biking is mountain biking. That's right. Right. Uh, or the marketing of the it marketing or, or of that it. side of it. And so it's kind of like until we get to that point when we can, we can, as consumers, we actually have all the power and people forget that. Even mm -hmm. the bike shops are consumers. They're selling to consumers. The bike shops now had to learn a crazy lesson. Consumers had a major demand. That demand went away. That went away. And quick. as soon as it went away, everybody's left with stuff. So the responsibility is some portion of the, the big manufacturers to say, yeah, I know we made you buy all this inventory, but mm -hmm. I guess we'll take it back. Yeah. Now they're going to lose money. Well, they should have thought about that somewhat. Right. And if you look at like the bike shops are like, well, I can't move any merch. I can't move product. Maybe don't be an asshole and maybe you have a better chance. Right. Right. It's like a revolving door of hundred percent. Yeah. They call it a flywheel in business. It's right. a flywheel concept. If you don't have a good flywheel, then you can't move the whole machine. Right. Right. And that's the issue that it seems to be coming back and forth on this side of things. It just can't break it up. Um, and I don't think, um, like from a, like we work in marketing. So like we get to see firsthand, like some of the dumb stuff that people want done. And it's like, yeah. like we've had this cock, you and I about a, a client and it's like, it's not reality. Right. Like let's get to reality. Right. Put down your phone for five seconds and walk around and see what's going on in right. the real world. Yeah. And that's what, that has been my hang up with bike shops is you're never at events. Like, not not, not locally. locally not there locally. may be others at all other but. yeah there are other towns there are but yeah. locally it's like oh you're mad because we bought our stuff somewhere else okay like right. you weren't there when we were riding like there was. i don't need you to again i don't need you to kiss my ass i don't need you to come hang out with me and be my best friend but 
make it a thing, make it a point, right? Yeah. Like make it a thing like, hey, we're out in the community, we're doing stuff. I don't have to come to you to be part of that community. Goes back to like Nixon does the shop rides, and I think shop rides are great, but I also think it's interesting that Nixon does beyond the shop ride. That's right. So what happens is you get fish hooked by Nixon. He shows mm -hmm. up and he's like, Hey, come hang out. And but, you're like, this dude's fun. And mm -hmm. then he's like, Oh, we should come to the shop ride. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, uh, we're going to stop and hang out at the shop for a few minutes. Next thing you know, he sells you a bike, right? That's how you do. Yeah. But that's because you you're buying Nixon. That's right. You didn't buy Cannondale, right? You bought his, you're buying that. Like even, I mean, I did it when I first rided, started riding. I was like, I'm going into that bike shop and I'm spending all my money there because I want to be part of the scene. And I yep. want him to think like, this dude is serious. Right. Like, this is how I, right. this is how I thought I was breaking in. Like, yeah. no, I bought all, oh yeah, he know, I know him. He spent $4,000 there. Of course he's my friend. I spent four grand, right? right? right. Like that, that's what you don't, it's like going to the strip club. Like, yeah, she loves you. Because yeah. you gave her a hundred dollars. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> like, but as soon as you leave and another dude steps yeah, up, you done forgot. Boy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm but with strippers you. care about you as a yeah. customer. That's the difference. I always have. You know, there's always that one dude that takes it too one far. Dude every it's like, time. I, no, I'm in love with her. I'm, I'm like, no, you're not. You're not buying a twelve thousand dollar bicycle when you've been riding for six weeks. Exactly. Don't do it. Yes, don't do it. There's one of your buddies has a used one. Yeah, Just pick right. it up. That's exactly right. You can borrow one for a month and let's see if you can stay on it first. Well, that's the thing. Uh, COVID and and now the industry sees it. Um, we have seen it because we host group rides and we're in the community. Um, a lot of the people went skyrocket. Yep. And then they flatline. Yep. And I always say that like somebody new comes into the community and they're, they're gung ho and they love it. And everybody's telling me like, dude, you got to meet this guy. He's got all these great ideas and he's super stoked to ride. And I'm like, awesome. Can we talk about it in like three weeks? Yeah. Because a lot of times, and no offense to anybody that's new, no offense to anybody that I've met no, no, no. recently. It's, it's This is the truth. It is. And like in three weeks, they're not there to tell me their great stories and their great ideas. I would love it. Please, somebody come with new ideas. Yeah, and new right. I'm with you. Uh, I'm, there's a candle. You can take it. Yeah. I would love for you. It's not a torch. It's a candle. It can right. blow out at any moment. But just hang out for more than three weeks. It's interesting, though, because I think some of that comes with cost of investment. So oh, like yeah, you yeah. spend, you spend X amount of dollars, like $800 to somebody is like, that's uh, so much money. Mm -hmm. And me. then there's guys like us that have, you know, bikes that yeah. are three times that, which is also intimidating that, five times that there's dudes we know that have 15 times that, right. The reality of that situation is like, it, it's just going to be, mm -hmm. it, it's just a challenge of understanding that at the end of the day, uh, the investment keeps going and whether or not it keeps you in, but it's not just a financial one. That might be the kickstart, right. but then it becomes the physical, mental, emotional, and the things we've talked about, the community, mm -hmm. all of those things. If those things you see investment in those and you invest in those and suddenly you get something out of it, that's the key, right? If it's a one-sided transaction, nobody wants to be part of a one-sided transaction. Mm -mm. They want something special. So if that, all of those things line up, mountain biking satisfies all those that that's right. of retention, right? But it was one-sided during the pandemic because everyone's like, I just went out of my fucking house. Mm -hmm. That's it. And honestly, all major marketing had mountain biking in it. Yeah. If you guys ever take time watching commercials, I know many people don't, but watch commercials. Every auto ad has a mountain bike in it. Yep. Every like new drug has an auto, a mountain yep. bike in it. They all have mountain biking in there because that's what makes you feel good. And right. it looks affluent. Right. Right. Yep. Because the barrier to entry is so high. Right. But I think... Once you get out there and you realize, damn, this is hard. Yep. And it's not a, that enjoyable until you're in the parking lot. Yeah. Sometimes. Just sometimes. Uh, for some people, it's At not. south. Yeah. But for some people, it's not. Like, yeah. even a, we're climbing for a half hour, you know, like, 
this isn't pain. This is painful. And you have to get over that mental hurdle of like, it hurts. Uh, this hurts. The bike shop ripped me off with this bike. It hurts. Manufacturer ripped me off with this bike. It right. hurts. Like we get all the way to the top and then there's dudes smiling. You're like, why are you smiling? You should all be in pain. And then you're just like three minutes later, you've forgotten about what all hurts. Yeah. Right. And now you're going downhill right. and you're smiling. Right. So it's like, uh, mountain biking is uh, an emotional train wreck. It's a hundred percent what it is. And in the same way, uh, I, I train to ride. I don't yeah. just ride to ride. No, I, I train to ride. And, and you and I've talked about it. It pays off when I go out of town and I only like, I don't get that much time off. If mm-hmm. I'm allowed to go ride for like two days straight and I can just go ride, I want to be able to, to right. ride as much as humanly possible and enjoy that as much as I can, because I may not get it again for six months. Right. That's what I, I me too. I don't want to go anywhere and be like, this sucks. I wish should have read more. Yeah. It's like, or I'm gassed out and only ride for like 45 minutes. Forget mm-hmm. that garbage. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Either. No. Um, so that's kind of our state of the affairs next week. Super stoked. Next episode, rather super stoked to have Wade on to talk about this in more detail. Don't forget you can throw your questions. Will you grab the, uh, I think it's that one. Is okay. that... Yeah. So I'm I was in... also just going to say that oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, when he's on, my intelligence is nowhere near. I can barely understand half that podcast, but just because I'm not that smart. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I get it. I can understand it. It's not over it's my a head. Freaking brilliant business podcast. Too. No, it is. Yeah. Business person. You're going to take from it, it too, but it's great. I, I just know that that some of that, the stuff you understand more because you're more business oriented than me. Yeah. I mean, I have half, I have a ton of failed businesses. <laughs> That's called, being failed an, business. that's called being an entrepreneur my, my account's probably like uh son you can only claim a loss for so many years yeah right like, now right. you're claiming seven thousand no 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 loss. you can claim it forever if you have the best accountant um so what we have is we have a pile of stuff that no one ever enters contest for yeah so i'm gonna do this one doesn't this one's so limited it's a single run edition yeah there's only one in the world i've had two of these jackets uh i absolutely love them they're fantastic they're 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 mostly windproof they're pretty much lightweight. What size is that? It's extra large. Okay, perfect. Um, they're warm when you need them to be. It has a hood. It wears well. It You can wash off the dirt. So we took these and we basically made a Reb-only version. So this one exists. You can get it, but we're going to do something a little bit different. This time, back onto the group page. If you go to the Facebook page on the group side of things, we're going to start the bid at 15 bucks. That's all we're going to ask for. Yeah. And just run it up. Whoever gets there, maybe you get it for 15 but it's worth, I promise you, a lot more than that. We're giving it away at a, at a pretty epic discount, Yeah. but we're also going to take that. Now, anything, if we get over $50, we're going to take some of that and just find somebody to give it to. We're going to give it to some bike, something somewhere. We'll figure it out, but we're going to give away some of that money if we get to 50 bucks. That's where we are with it. So you can help a charity. We'll find one that is specific, whether it's buying kids bikes. There's lots of different charities we can give the money to. We'll tell you guys once we get there, but that's what we're going to do. So we're going to start the bid at 15 bucks. If we get to 50, we're going to give a bunch of money away. You want to show it to him? Brad, when uh when is the end of the bending? Uh the bending starts when the podcast comes out, which yeah, is Friday. Which is Friday. I don't know. When's a good way to end it? The next episode? Yeah. Okay. We'll give them all we'll get that three time. weeks. Yeah. Two, two weeks. Two three weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. Full weeks. Two weeks. Yep. Yeah, two full weeks. Two full weeks, and then it'll be done. How about that? Good. I'll okay. with it. All right. So here it is. Pretty dope. Pretty uh, sweet soft shell jacket. Soft shell. It's got a zipper on the side. There's the custom logo that only exists. It's hard to get in focus, but you guys get the idea. And That's it. We'll put a picture. Got a up. hood. It's got a hood. Backside. It's gray. It's nice. Yep. It's there warm. you go. They're fantastic. We love them. We um, Gabe has an epic Star Wars version. One off one. Yeah, uh, this one doesn't have. This one is literally one of one. 
yeah that's all the other saying. ones have different logos there's no that'll never exist again that mm -hmm. way yep. so if you guys would like that jacket we're starting to bid at 15 it's on the facebook page just keep in mind we're going to give some of the money away we got to recoup costs but we're going to give the rest right away on. so that's what that is uh is there anything else we need to talk about yeah if you're local to mobile or if you're traveling check out the aca race it's going to be at blakely oh, um, that's right march 9th and 10th march 9th and 10th there's supposed to be it's saturday a ton and sunday of kids. yeah there's like 575 kids signed up 575 kids in blakely yes so if you want to come watch some kids race bikes that'd be a good uh a good weekend we're gonna be out there on the 10th i think if the sunday is the 10th well i'll be there on sunday saturday yeah. i have another event i have to attend but yeah uh definitely on sunday we'll be out there i know hagan in there will be there yeah um it'll be like a big group of uh people that's ton. it'll be fun and go support the kids it'll be cool yeah good um, stuff getting a bunch of people in blakely yeah that's a lot that's a lot okay all right well that's gonna do it for this episode just remember what dale boyd says uh don't be tricked by your media well, that's pretty good advice. Man on a mission, I'm a kid, and you know I be on a way. Yeah.